This Week in High School Sports recaps wrestling finals from two locations as 56 individual wrestlers and four teams were crowned champions. Hello, I'm John Ross and welcome to This Week in High School Sports. The team wrestling finals were held at Wings Event Center in Kalamazoo on Tuesday, March 30th, and four teams, one in each division, took home the championship trophy. In Division One, Davison knocked off Detroit Catholic Central 29-24, avenging last year's loss to the Shamrocks in the finals. This was Davison's first team wrestling championship since 2006, although they've made the finals five times since then. In Division Two, stop me if you've heard this before, Lowell is your team wrestling champion. This is the Red Arrows' eighth straight team wrestling title. Yes, eight in a row. That's an MHSAA team wrestling finals record. Lowell beat Goodrich 59-7 in the championship match. Dundee is halfway to Lowell's mark. The Vikings won their fourth straight championship in Division Three, beating Whitehall 55-17. It's Dundee's 13th overall title, and the program has advanced to the finals every year since 2007. And finishing in Division Four, Clinton topped New Lothrop 55-9, claiming its second straight team wrestling title. For more on the team wrestling championships, be sure to check out secondhalf.mhsaa.com. Everyone in sports is in search of the elusive perfect game. Making every shot, completing every pass, striking everyone out, getting each call right. That's right, game officials enjoy the competition and seek perfection just like the players do. If you still have that competitive streak and want to help kids by giving back, maybe becoming a high school official is for you. To register, log on to MHSAA.com. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with MHSAA Assistant Director Brent Rice. It's hard to go to a basketball game and not sit near other fans who are yelling about the officials not calling three seconds. The three second rule is one of the most misunderstood rules in the game of basketball. The purpose and philosophy of the rule is to not allow a player who is significantly taller than his or her opponent to camp out in the middle of the lane and create an unfair advantage. The three-second count is in effect whenever an offensive player has at least one foot in the lane and when their team is in possession of the ball. That count stops as soon as a try, a shot, is attempted or a try is imminent. And the count cannot start again until there is control of the rebound. Keep this in mind that the next game you attend. Thanks Brent. You can be a referee. Just go to the MHSAA website now to register. The individual wrestling championships were held at both Wings Event Center and Van Andel Arena, giving each division the stage all to itself for a day. You can read about all the winners on secondhalf.mhsaa.com, but two among the 56 winners stood out. First, Stoney Buell, who became the state's 29th four-time champion. The senior from Dundee won a Division III individual title at 189 pounds. He had previously won titles at 135, 152, and 160 pounds. On top of that, Buell joined two others in history as four-time individual winners who were also a part of four team MHSAA championships. Buell will be wrestling at Purdue next year. Just beyond grateful that we even got to be here right now. A huge shout out to Event Center and just the sport of wrestling for allowing me to be able to wrestle right now and being able to do it with a team that makes me better every day and I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. And the second to highlight, Alex Facundo. 
One day after Buell won his fourth individual title, Facundo joined him, becoming the state's 30th member of the Four Championships Club. Facundo captured a Division I 171-pound title. He had previously won at 152, 160, and another at 171, as he ends his career with 132 victories and just two defeats. Facundo is also joining a Big Ten wrestling program next year. He'll be at Penn State. Uh, this week's been, I think, I think the best moment, or the best week of my high school career. Okay. You know, not only winning a fourth, but winning a, a, a team state title that we haven't won in 15 years. And so that's just special, you know, that's never going to leave us. It's never going to leave, you know, my name. You know, they're going to hear four-timer, but they're also going to hear the 2021 Davidson wrestling team. For more on all of our champions, be sure to check out secondhalf.mhsaa.com. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Ross. You're listening to the Blue Water Area's leader in live play-by-play of high school baseball. Get stuck on sports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Now, let's go to the Diamond with Brady Beaton. Hello and good morning, a Saturday morning uh, doubleheader for you here from Marysville High School, the Yale Bulldogs traveling to Viking country to take on Marysville. I saw Marysville last night when they took on Marine City. Maceo Miller looked good in that game, both driving in a run, hitting a triple, and throwing four scoreless innings, striking out eight along the way. So we have some early morning baseball for you. It should be fun. Uh, Yale warming up right now, getting ready for this uh, non-conference matchup early in the season. When we come back, I will have the Michaels Car Center starting lineup for you, and we'll get to see another interesting arm for the Marysville Vikings. You're listening to Live High School Baseball here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Derek Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings, so you can feel more confident about your financial future. 
Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Michael's, your dealer for the people. Dennis, what are you doing? I'm trying to do a commercial for Michael's Car Center, but there's so much they do. Like what? Well, they do sales, service, and rentals. They have a body shop. They buy used vehicles. They'll beat or match any deal. Plus, there's guaranteed credit approval. Wow, I knew Michael's Car Center has been the area's hometown dealer for 35 years, but with all that, Michael's really is your dealer for the people. Michael's Car Center, 4371 24th Avenue, Fort Grant. Open 8 to 6 weekdays, 9 to 3 on Saturdays. Michael's your dealer for the people. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Back here at Marysville High School getting ready on a very nice Saturday morning saying it's 61 degrees out there not a not really many clouds in the sky sun is shining let's go through the Michaels Car Center starting lineups first we'll start with the visiting Yale Bulldogs hitting the leadoff and playing short you have Wofford out in right field in the two-hole Hughes batting third and catching Colhoun at batting in the cleanup spot and at third base Miracle at in the five hole, DHing for the pitcher Harnden. In center field and in the sixth spot, you have Juria. At second base, the seven hole, Kovac. At first base and batting eighth, McLaughlin. And batting ninth and in left field, Barr. Pitching for Yale will be, oh, excuse me, flipped to the wrong page there. You will have Mason making his first appearance of the season. For Marysville, you will have the leadoff, same as last night, catcher Zach Meyer. Pitching and batting second, Larry Smayfield. At shortstop and batting third, Owen Vaggy. In the cleanup spot and at second base, Maceo Miller. At the hot corner and batting fifth, John Herdebees. At first base and batting sixth, Ryan Ferguson. In left field and in the seven hole, <clears throat> excuse me, Colin Richards. In right field and batting eight, Nick Haunt. And rounding out the lineup, batting ninth, Josh Cordero. That was your Michaels Car Center starting lineup. Michaels Car Center, your dealer for the people. So both teams back to their dugout getting ready to take the field. Umpires are here. Sun is shining. I think they're just getting the lineups from both sides. Marysville with an impressive 8-1 win yesterday. And later today, over on Stream 1, Dennis Stuckey will have another doubleheader. He will see the Northern softball team for the second day in a row as they travel out to Almont for a pair of games. Coach Caleb Dahlman. 
Coming out to home plate. We give the lineup to the umpire. As the Vikings huddle outside of their dugout. And I'll have to say, this this ball diamond here at Marysville looking like it's pretty well taken care of. They have the they have a blue uh, blue kind of tarp around the fence. Gives a nice backdrop as the coaches meet at home plate. Grass for the most part seems well taken care of, especially for early season in April. Sometimes you don't get the best. Looks like it's somewhat recently cut. Not too much many yellow spots for early April. Marysville. Be in their home white uniforms with a faded M with Vikings sprawled across the chest. Yale, road blues, similar to Marysville's road uniforms. Uh, Tricolor stripe across the chest, says Bulldogs across the chest as well. I think they're just going over everything that they need to. 9.58, so two minutes away from first pitch. And I have to say, for, for the first couple of days of the spring season, we've had perfect weather. I know next week might not be so lucky. And supposed to, the game was moved up from 11 a.m. to 10 a.m. to try to avoid the rain, saying 0% chance up until 4 p.m. I think we'll be fine with the weather. Going over the ground rules, Mary's one of the few schools still has a sunken dugout concrete dugout kind of kind of dig it it's it's a very old school look this uh baseball field actually the only thing that survived when they built the new high school about a decade ago the so baseball field still where it is and there's going over i believe they're finishing up right now and we should have baseball here momentarily Oh, Coach Dahlman, really? <laughs> there must be something in right field he's concerned about. Last night for Marysville, they spread the wealth, at least offensively. They scored eight runs, and only one uh, player had two RBIs, and that was Nick Hong. You look at the other uh, Vikings that drove in runs. Cole Bowman drove one in. Zach Meyer, Larry Smayfield, Maceo Miller, John Herdebees, Ryan Ferguson all brought home a run. One thing that was impressive, Marysville's pitching 13 strikeouts, including eight from Maceo Miller. Ferguson had two in just an inning of work, and Cordero had three in two innings for him. We'll get the first look at Larry Smayfield. I know Maceo Miller's a pretty good pitcher, but I don't think Larry Smayfield's too far behind. The Vikings actually have three commits to Jackson Community College, Miller, uh, Meyer, and Smayfield. And both coaches heading back to their dugout. Just going to give a little pep talk before they go. Again, don't leave us after the first game. They will be playing two. It's a perfect day for baseball out there. Unfortunately, couldn't get the scoreboard working, so going to have to trust my notes. It's always it's always tough when you don't get a scoreboard, but I'll I'll, I'll do my best to keep it keep it on the up and up. 
And the Vikings are finally taking the field. Again, Larry Smayfield on the mound for Marysville. Go around the infield one more time. Behind the dish is the senior catcher, Zach Meyer. At first base, you have uh, Ryan Ferguson. At second, Maceo Miller, Owen Vagie at, at shortstop. At the hot corner, John Hurtabese. In the outfield, left to right, you have Colin Richards, Josh Cordero, and Nick Hong. Smayfield going to come at you with a pretty basic repertoire. Fastball, changeup, curveball, nothing crazy from the senior. He's getting his warm-up pitches in. Just trying to get this scoreboard working here, and hopefully we can get it. And now we have a scoreboard. There, there we go. All right, that helps me out a lot. This may feel just a few more warm-up pitches. And we will finally have baseball here at Marysville High School. Coming up first for Yale, you have Walford, the shortstop, and... Looks like he'll be using a wood bat, batting from the right side. He's got a nice piece of lettuce on him. And 10.03, a little late, time for first pitch. It's Mayfield working from the windup. And first pitch underway, going to be a fastball. Looked a bit outside, but they're going to call strike one. So first pitch strike to Walford. It's Mayfield wasting no time. Back through the windup. The 0-1 pitch is going to be a ground ball to the left side. Herdebees picks it up, fires to first, and beating it out will be Wofford. That will be an infield hit. So a good pitch from Smayfield. Got Wofford to roll over the breaking ball. He just has some wheels getting down the first baseline. Up now for Yale, Hughes. Call Hewn the catcher on deck. Hughes batting from the right side. Smayfield going to work from the stretch. Senior comes set, slide, step, fastball. Going to be slapped to the right side. That'll be another base hit. And Wofford will stop at second. Hughes at first. So the Bulldogs, three pitches, two hits. Against Smayfield. They are coming out aggressive. Call Hewn the catcher up to bat again. Another righty. Smayfield steps off the back of the rubber. Walford and Hughes get a decent lead off their respective bases. Let's see if Colhoun is as aggressive as the first two batters. Going to lay down a bunt to the right side, and that's going to be a sacrifice. Mayfield actually just holds onto it, and now the bases will be loaded. Mayfield thought about going to third. Instead, will just hold onto it. 
Think he could have got him at first, but we'll be generous and give Colquhoun a hit there. So bases loaded, nobody out. Smayfield in an early jam. The first pitch going to be popped up, back and out of play. Well, Smayfield pounding the zone as Meyer goes out to meet with his fellow senior. So three hits to start off the ball game for Yale. They fell to Northern in their opener. I believe that was back on Wednesday night. It was a close one as the third baseman Miracle now up to bat. The 0-1 pitch from Smayfield is going to be hit to right center field on his horse's Cordero. He can't hold on to it. That's going to be a base hit as he gets it in quickly, so only one run will score. But Miracle with a big drive to right center field scores Wofford Cordero. Would have been a nice play had he brought it in. Everyone moves up 90 feet. And now that's four straight singles for the Bulldogs. Harnden, the DH in the five hole, up. Smayfield from the windup. Fastball misses a bit high. Vikings already given up more hits, I believe, in the first inning, or as many hits as they did last night. one nothing. Bulldogs lead in the top of the first. Smayfield from the windup. The pitch is going to be a breaking ball that gets called for a strike. Count is one and one. Smayfield, the one-one delivery. Going to be a breaking ball in the dirt. Good block by Meyer. As the first batter, Walford rolled over a breaking ball, and he just hustled down the line. Then you had Hughes that slapped one to right field. Call Hugh knocked, uh, laid down a bunt and miracle. A drive to right center field that was only a single. The 2-1 pitch from Smayfield going to be a breaking ball that catches the bottom of the zone. Count is 2-2. Two and two. Smayfield looking to get his first out of this game. A 2-2 pitch from the windup Smayfield. Fastball is going to be a ground ball back to Smayfield. He's going to come home for one. Meyer fires back to first for two and bounces, and he got there just in time. So it'll be a fielder's choice for Herdun, or excuse me, Harden, Hardenin. So Hughes uh, is the first out of the game at home, and everyone else moving up 90 feet. Now up to bat Druia, the center fielder. Looking to keep this rally going. Swings through a fastball for strike one. It's the first swing and miss Mayfield's gotten through six batters. It's Mayfield from the middle of the rubber into the windup. Fastball right back at Smayfield, comebacker, and he's going to double off Colquhoun at third. Working out of a jam, Larry Smayfield. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, and Smayfield catches a comebacker, and it'll be a double play. Heading to the bottom of the first. One run on four hits. 
for the Bulldogs, and the Vikings will get their turn at the plate. You're listening to Live High School Baseball on GetStuckOnSports.com. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. So the Yale Bulldogs loaded the bases in the top of the first, only were able to push across one run thanks to a comebacker to Larry Smayfield, which he nabbed out of midair and then doubled off the man at third. So Smayfield making his own luck. It was a hard-hit ball from Druria. He just uh, snabbed it, and, I mean, no time to react for Calhoun, the catcher. And now on the mound for Yale, you have Mason. Again, go around the infield. Calhoun behind the dish. McLaughlin at first. Kovac at second. Walford at short. Miracle at third from left to right in the outfield. Barr, Druria, and you have Hughes. Due up for the Vikings, Meyer, Smayfield, Vaggie. As ball is going to be sent down to second. And we are going to be underway here in the bottom of the first. See if the Vikings can answer. Jackson Community College, one of the three commits that Marysville has, Zach Meyer. Going to step in to the right-handers batter's box. A lot of righties, at least, at least at the plate, for Marysville. Mason, from the windup, first pitch is going to be a breaking ball high and inside. Mason starts with the ball behind his back into the motion. Be a fastball fouled off to the right side into the parking lot. Hopefully that misses a few cars as the count evens at one and one. Both teams aggressive here early on. The 1-1 pitch going to be a fastball just a bit outside. Count in favor of the batter Meyer at two and one. The 2-1 pitch, delivery from Mason is catches the, the high outside corner. Count now goes to 2-2 two and two for the catcher, Meyer. Two 
Mason, ball behind his back into the motion. The 2-2 pitch is slapped over the shortstop's head. That'll be a base hit for Meyer. And the Vikings waste no time getting their first hit of the ball game. And we will have a courtesy runner for the catcher. Kyle Negan be out there running for Meyer. Now up to bat, Larry Smayfield looking to help his own cause from the plate. Smayfield got some pop from the right side. You can put one in the gap. Speedy Nagin might be able to score from first. The 0-0 pitch is a ball low. Fastball couldn't catch the knees. Mason leans in to get the sign. Comes set. Going to pick over to first. Nagin sprawls back to the bag. I will have to say, McLaughlin over at first base for Yale is rocking some amazing facial hair with that Fu Manchu. As the 1-0 pitch to Smayfield, going to be a fastball at the knees. Count goes to 1-1. One one. Mason on the rubbers. Nagin takes a couple steps off of first base. Coming set, Mason. Fastball gets sent right back up the middle. Smayfield will make it two hits now for the Vikings as they're moving up station to station. And that will bring up Owen Vaggie, the shortstop. Struggled a bit yesterday, but two men on to start the bottom of the first. Now would be a great time to get that first hit of the season. So six hits, and we're only in the bottom of the first combined. Veggie wobbles the bat over his right shoulder. Mason comes set. First pitch fastball in there for strike one. Nagin, the courtesy runner for Meyer at second. Smayfield on first. The 0-1 pitch to Veggie. Slide step, going to be a breaking ball outside. Count now at one and one for the Viking shortstop. Mason, waste no time. The set, the delivery, and be a fastball that catches the low outside corner. That'll get a head shake from Vaggie. And now Mason in a good pitcher's count, one and two. Just don't want to roll over something if you're Vaggie. The one-two pitch, fastball, and he's just going to push it out to left field, and that will be a base hit, the third one in a row for the Vikings. And now bases are loaded with nobody out for Marysville. Veggie did not get a lot of that one, but got enough. And that's the game of baseball. Sometimes you'll hit it hard right at someone, like you saw in the, in the top of the first when Druia just smoked one back at Smayfield. That time, Veggie just able to kind of push it out into left field. Bases loaded, nobody out for Maceo Miller. And he cranked one, I would say, 10 to 15 feet short of the fence at Marine City last night for a triple. Love to see that here. 
The 0-0 pitch going to be a breaking ball that comes into the inside part of the zone. Count 0-1. Nagin at third, the courtesy runner for Meyer. Smayfield, big lead off second. Veggy, decent lead off first. The 0-1 pitch, and Miller just going to hit it to the right side. Gets past the second baseman, and that will tie the game. As the ball comes into the catcher, goes past, goes by the Marysville dugout, and Smayfield going to come home. So it's going to be a base hit and an error on, on Yale. Again, Maceo Miller didn't hit it hard, but got enough of it. Got the base hit that drove in Nagin. And then the throwing error call, caused Smayfield to come home. Owen Veggy moved up to third as the catcher, Colhoun, will take a minute to talk to Mason. Miller on the throwing error moved up to second as well. So credit Miller with an RBI there. Second one, not uh, not going to go in the stat column for Miller thanks to the throwing error, but the Vikings now lead 2-1 to one in the bottom of the first. Up to bet now John Herdebees. First pitch a bit outside for ball one. Veggie now leads off third, Miller off second. Mason leans in to get the sign. Comes set. The 1-0 pitch in the dirt for ball two. Yale looking to get their first out. They jumped all over Smayfield. Were only able to get one run in the top. Now they found themselves down to the one as the 2-0 pitch is outside. 3-0 now to Herdebees. Last night you saw a couple of kids swinging at 3-0 for the Vikings. See if Herdebees has the green light here. The 3-0 pitch is low for ball four. So a four-pitch walk to Herdebees. And now bases are loaded once again. Coming up to bat, the first baseman, Ryan Ferguson. Mason needs a ground ball in the worst way possible. He comes set the first pitch to Ferguson is a bit high. Just above the letters, make it five straight pitches that have missed the zone for Mason. The 1-0 pitch will be a breaking ball that finds the zone at the knees. Pushes the count to 1-1. One one. Infield playing about a normal depth. Comes up the middle, I'm sure they'll take two. Goes to a corner, they're going to come home. Breaking ball misses a bit high. Count now in favor of Ferguson at two, two and one. Mason gets the sign, comes set. Slide step, fastball, catches the outside part of the zone. Two and two, the count now to the Viking first baseman. Veggie at third, Miller at second, Herdebees at first. The 2-2 pitch going to be way high, lunging up for that was Call Hewn. And now counts full, got to come to the zone. Ferguson's going to have to get something to hit here. Don't want to walk in a run. 
Mason comes set the full count pitch. Going to be just slapped to the right side. Picked up by Kovac. Throws it over to first. And he'll get an out. But on the play, coming in to score, Owen Vaggy. So a productive at bat for Ryan Ferguson. It's the 4-3 ground out, but still drives in a run. Now one out, runners on second and third for Colin Richards. All he needs to do is kind of hit one to the middle of the infield, uh, bring the lead even up higher for Marysville. The first pitch fouled off to the right side. Miller leads off third, Herdebees off first, or off second, excuse me. Mason, the 0-1 pitch, swing and a miss from Richards. And way ahead of him now, Mason got him 0-2. Richards would love to make contact here, drive in another run. And he just fouls it off to the right side. Looks like it hit the handle. 3-1 Marysville leads in the bottom of the first. Meyer, who eventually was pinch ran for, courtesy ran for with Nagin, Smayfield, and Vaggie have all scored. Miller, uh, Vaggie, Smayfield, Meyer all with hits. Herdebees got on via a walk. And Ryan Ferguson drove in the last run. The 0-2 pitch fouled off right back in front of us on the screen. Count stays at 0-2. And a lot of pitches thrown for Mason in this first inning. Count still at 0-2 for Richardson. Slide step the delivery, and ooh, that one was at the letters. Mason didn't get the call. I don't think he liked it. That's a tough one to take. Stone cold take from Richards. Count is 1-2. The 1-2 pitch. And they're going to call a ump call time. It's going to be a balk on Mason. Didn't come set. And coming in to score is Maceo Miller. Score now 4-1. to one. So now at third, you have John Hurtabies. Richard still with the chance for an RBI. Count is one and two to the, the seven-hole hitter, Richards. Coming set, Mason. Pitch going to be high and outside. No thought of swinging at that one for Richards. Count now two and two. Coming set, Mason. Slide step, delivery, swing, and a miss for Richards. So it takes him a few extra pitches, but Mason gets his first strikeout of the game, and that will bring up Nick Hong. Back again, batting from the right side, the right fielder. Going to take a base hit now to score Herta Beast from third. Mason comes set. First pitch fouled off to the right side. Mason attacking the zone. Not a lot of hard-hit balls off of Mason. 
The 0-1 delivery to Hong. Going to be inside for ball one. Just had to shimmy out of the way just ever so slightly. Got a 1-1 count to the Viking right fielder, Hong. The delivery, swing and a miss on a good breaking ball from Mason. And he's a strike away from ending this, this uh, disastrous first inning. 4-1 to one, Marysville leads on four hits for the Vikings. Two outs, the 1-2 pitch is fouled off to the right side. So battling Hong. Trying to knock in Herdebeast from third base. Coming set Hong, excuse me, Mason as he fouls it off. Hong again battling. On deck would be Josh Cordero. Eight batters coming to the plate for Marysville. First five reached. Last two of Ferguson was a 4-3 ground out and Richards the first strikeout of the game for Mason. The 1-2 pitch going to be a fastball way outside. No offer at all from Hong. Two balls, two strikes, two outs in the bottom of the first. Hong crowding the plate. 2-2 pitch is hit to the right side. Coming in it for is Hughes, and they bring it in. A little bit of miscommunication, but they still get the out. So four runs on four hits for the Vikings. They lead it 4-1, to one, and we're headed to the top of the second here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Back here on Saturday morning baseball, 4-1 to one, the Vikings lead going into the top of the second inning. Due up for Yale. You have their 7-8-9 Kovac, McLaughlin, Barr. As Kovac settles into the right-handed batter's box, Smayfield loaded the bases, only gave up one run in the top of the first. Smayfield, fastball going to catch the outside part of the plate. Good first pitch strike from the senior. And Smayfield takes no time getting set the windup. The 0-1 pitch going to be a nice breaking ball, but no offer at it from Kovac. 
had a lot of bite to it, just not really offering at it was Kovac. Count is one and one. The delivery. Fastball swinging through that was Kovac. And now Smayfield looking for his first strikeout of the game. The wind-up, the one-two delivery, going to be a fastball and strike three. Swinging was Kovac. That was a good fastball, and he was about a day late on that swing. Coming up now, the first baseman, McLaughlin. He cleans out the batter's box on the right side. Not a lot of lefties on either team. Haven't had one come to the plate as Smayfield... Works from the windup. Curveball is just slapped to the right side. And that will be a base hit for McLaughlin. Again, Yale, when they've jumped on Smayfield, they've had success. Switched it up a little bit. Trying to pitch the Bulldogs backward doesn't matter. That's the fifth hit surrendered. And just an inning and a third for Smayfield. She's going to have to work from the stretch for the second straight inning. Leg kick, fastball going to be a bit low to the nine-hole hitter bar for Yale. Four to one, Marysville leads in the top of the second. On first base, McLaughlin for Yale. Bar at the dish line. I'm going to turn over with the next batter. Fastball spikes it in the dirt. And the count goes to two and oh. I'd like to see him, especially the bottom of the order, Kind of attack him just a bit more. The 2-0 delivery from Smayfield. Going to be another low fastball. Count goes to 3-0. Have to imagine, bottom of the order, the take signs on here. Smayfield comes from the back of the rubber. Comes set. McLaughlin leads off first. Leg kick. Fastball in there on the inside corner. Count now three and one, and I think the bat will come off the shoulder of Barr. Mayfield still has to come to him two more times. As the 3-1 pitch, the delivery, foul ball down the left uh, field line. Snagged by the Yale third base coach, and now we have a full count. So Mayfield going to try to battle all the way back from down 3-0. Full count, one out, runner on first. Smayfield comes sets, the delivery. Fastball right back to him. He's going to go to second for one. Vega gets it, throws over to first, and he got him on second inning ending. Double play for Smayfield. Score that 1-6-3. And again, gets runners on, doesn't matter for the senior. He helps himself out. And only one hit for the Bulldogs. No runs scored, no errors. We'll go to the bottom of the second. Four to one, Marysville leads. You're listening to Live High School Baseball on GetStuckOnSports.com. Michaels, your dealer for the people. Dennis, what are you doing? I'm trying to do a commercial for Michaels Car Center, but there's so much they do. Like what? Well, they do sales, service, and rentals. They have a body shop. They buy used vehicles. They'll beat or match any deal. Plus, there's guaranteed credit approval. Wow, I knew Michaels Car Center has been the area's hometown dealer for 35 years, but with all that, Michaels really is your dealer for the people. Michaels Car Center, 4371 24th Avenue, Fort 
Gresham. Open 8 to 6 weekdays, 9 to 3 on Saturdays. Michael's your dealer for the people. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Due up in the bottom of the second four, Marysville, Cordero Myers-Mayfield, 9-1-2. They lead 4-1, two straight inning-ending double plays for Larry Smayfield in the top of the first and second. In the top of the first, he had a line drive come back at him, and he just turned and doubled the man off from third. And to end the second, ground ball right back to him, turned, fired to Vaggie, who got it over to Ferguson for the double play. And, well, despite Yale out hitting Marysville so far, 5-4, to four, they find themselves down 4-1 to one as Cordero comes to the plate. Still on the mound, Mason, for Yale. As it's all righties in the lineup again for the Vikings. Mason going to work from the windup. Starts with the ball behind his back. First pitch of the second inning way high. Looked like Cordero was thinking about a bunt there. Third baseman beyond the infield grass. And he'll take a step in. First baseman a few steps beyond the grass. Just outside of the first base bag the 1-0 pitch outside count now 2-0 to the nine hole hitter Cordero Two-zero pitch going to be a breaking ball that doinks him in the helmet and Cordero seems to be okay as he goes down to first so Cordero now at first base and the lineup turns over. Meyer, who started the uh, hitting off for Marysville with a base hit to left field. See if he can go two, make it two for two. One on, nobody out for Marysville in the bottom of the second. They lead four to one. Going to second is Cordero and a good throw by Call Hugh. No, they're going to say he was safe. Ball beat Colhoun there. Couldn't see if he got around the tag. Umpire said he did. So give a stolen base to Cordero. And now the Vikings have a runner in scoring position. I believe they called that first pitch a ball. I'll have to double check. The 1-0 pitch going to be in there for strike one. And going out to the mound, Colhoun. Going to talk to Mason for a moment. Letting him know, hey, you got to come set. Don't want to put a runner on third with nobody out. Uh, the count, is, excuse me, was 0-2. So Meyer 
Just going to try to slap something out of the way, short up this, shorten up this swing. See what the pitcher Mason wants to do to the Viking leadoff hitter. Coming set Mason. Be a fastball, hit to the left side. Going to be fielded by Wofford. Firing over to first, they'll get Meyer, but moving up 90 feet, Cordero. That brings up Smayfield. He hit one right back up the middle. Love to get it again. The senior one for one on the day. Already at his second at bat in the second inning. Going to bring the middle infield to the edge of the grass. Going to probably want to try to gun that runner out at home. First pitch to Smayfield. Going to be a fastball that just misses the outside corner. Count 1-0 now to Larry Smayfield. Looking to help his own cause. Coming set, Mason. Slide step. Fastball in there for strike one. Good recovery pitch for the, the Yale hurler. Count one and one, one out runner on third. That's Cordero. The one one pitch to Smayfield, and it was a foul ball. Hit off the plate, came right back to the backstop. And Mason now again ahead of another Viking hitters. Count one and two. The one-two pitch to Smayfield. Going to be a breaking ball swinging through that. It hit the dirt. You're going to have to get the out at first, and Cordero going to stay at third. Good breaking ball from Mason. As now, he's just an out away from stranding Cordero at third. Owen Veggie going to have to get a base hit to score him. That curveball had a lot of bite to it. Veggie, single to the left side. Didn't hit it particularly hard as the first pitch in there for strike one. But hit it where they weren't. That's all he needs to do here. Vikings lead 4-1 in the bottom of the second. Two outs, 0-1 count to the three-hole hitter Owen Veggie. Slide step, the 0-1 pitch. Good curveball again for Mason. I think he's starting to find that grip. As Veggie's going to have to step out of the box, regather himself. Mason's been attacking the zone ever since he plunked Cordero. The 0-2 pitch, and they're going to call a balk on Mason. As he'll stare at the sky, Cordero will be able to walk home. And the Yale skipper going to come out to the mound. Count still 0-2. That's the second balk in as many innings. And that cost Yale a run. He was a strike away from getting out of the inning unharmed, but instead the balk brought home Cordero. He'll get to work out of the windup if he wants. He'll go back to the stretch. 0-2 to Veggie. 
Slide step the pitch, curveball, slaps to the right side. That'll be the second hit today for Owen Vagy. And the balk turns out to be a moot point. As all it does is take an RBI away from the Viking shortstop Vaggie. Coming up now to the plate, Maceo Miller. We saw last night he's got some pop in his bat. Batting from the right side, Miller. Mason, slide step. Fastball way up high for ball one. Clean up hitter Miller. And look to put one in the gap to see if it can bring Vaggy home. The 1-0 pitch. Be a fastball in there for strike one. Miller gets the sign from his third base coach, Caleb Dahlman. Count one and one. Mason comes set, steps off the back of the rubber, will look Vaggy back to first base. Mason, going to throw it, it's going to be a comeback right up the middle, be another base hit for Miller. Going over to third, Vaggy staying at first will be Miller. And a little two-out rally going for the Vikings. Vaggy stealing on the play, kind of threw the second baseman out of position. He actually almost got it because he was going to cover second, but a hard hit ball up the middle for Maceo Miller gives him his second single of the game. And we haven't had a double yet in this one despite having 11 hits on both sides. As Calhoun with runners on first and third, See if the Vikings try to steal second. Miller at first, Vaggy at third. Slide step the pitch a little high for ball one. Mason was a strike away from getting out of this inning unharmed. He then balked and has given up back-to-back -back singles. We have runners on first and third with two outs. Five to one, Marysville leads here in the bottom of the second. Coming set, Mason. Slide step pitch, ground ball to the right side. That will be field by Kovac, and he'll just flip it over to first to get out of the inning. Herdebeast grounds out to the right side, and at the end of two, 5-1, Marysville leads. We'll be back with the third inning here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. 
Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Overhead Doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Top of the third in game one of a doubleheader here on a, on Saturday morning. Top of the order due up for Yale. That is Walford, Hughes, and Colquhoun. They all singled to start off the game. Since Larry Smayfield had a tough first inning, settled down in the second. Let's see what he does in the third. From the windup, first pitch to Smayfield, swinging through that was Walford. The fastball about chest high. As the top of the order jumped all over Smayfield. The 0-1 pitch, a bender that never breaks. Misses above the helmet. Count now 1-1. One one. The 1-1 pitch from Smayfield. Fastball fouled off to the right side. Count is 1-2. Walford has some wheels. He just kind of rolled over one to the left side, but hit it soft enough that he could get down the first baseline. As the 1-2 pitch, swing and a miss. He chased one out of the zone. Second K of the game for Larry Smayfield. And that brings up Hughes. And he singled as well. In his first at-bat, first pitch, a bender that bounces in the left-handed batter's box. He was, lifts the bat over his right shoulder. From the wind-up, Smayfield, fastball in there for strike one. Count now one and one. One-one pitch, a good bender, but getting a hold of that one was Hughes going out to center field, but Cordero camps underneath it and gets the second out of the inning. Decent contact, just hit it right at Cordero, and we're looking for our first one-two-three inning of the game as Colhoun comes up to bat. Again, slapped a single. We have 11 hits, all singles in this game. The 1-1 pitch to Colhoun. Fastball just a bit outside. The 1-0 pitch to the Bulldog catcher is going to be low for ball two. 2-0 two the count. Smayfield would love to get out of this inning without really having to worry about anything as the 2-0 pitch is a fastball swung through by Colhoun. Two 
Count two and one. Two outs. Top of the third. 5-1 Marysville leads. From the windup, Smayfield. A good bender. Gets into the zone. Not much Colhoun could have done with that one. Two and two. The count. Two outs. Looking to get his first one, two, three inning. Smayfield. The pitch. Fastball fouled away. That was a good chest high heater. Just gotten a piece of it was Colhoun. From the middle of the rubber, Smayfield, the 2-2 pitch again. Bender hit down the left field line, and that will be a fair ball getting past Hurtabees. Going around first and staying at first is Colhoun, but staying on, on the curveball was Colhoun, and he gets his second hit of the game. And Miracle, who put a charge in the one to right center field, looked to have similar fortunes as they will have a courtesy runner come out for the catcher, Colhoun. Out there, that is Kavanaugh. As they go to pick him off, he's back to first easily. Six hits aside, but the score five to one in favor of the Vikings. The 0-0 pitch is fouled off to the backstop. Smayfield with the first pitch strike. Looking to keep that early season pitch count down. Smayfield from the stretch comes set. Little knee kick and a nice fastball that's tipped and caught. Count now 0-2. Smayfield can come with a lot of different things here. The 0-2 pitch to the cleanup hitter. Fastball fouled away straight back. Count stays at 0-2. The 0-2 pitch. It'll be a bender swung on and missed, and Meyer will tag him out. A good curveball from Larry Smayfield. That gives him three strikeouts on the day. So one hit, no runs, no errors for the, the Vikings. And we're headed to the bottom of the third. 5-1 marries the lead. You're listening to Live High School Baseball on GetStuckOnSports.com. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia, and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union, real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If your windows stick, <laughs> <sighs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak. 
Replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And back here, bottom of the third, 5-1 Marysville lead. Six hits aside between the Vikings and the Bulldogs. Still out there on the mound, Mason. Pitch count got to be up there. As due up for Marysville, Ryan Ferguson, Colin Richards, Nick Hong. Six, seven, eight hitters. From the right side, Ferguson. He grounded out but got an RBI. The first pitch to Ferguson going to be a fastball just a bit high and outside. A beautiful day for baseball. Temperatures in the 60s as the 1-0 pitch is high for ball two. Ferguson in a good hitter's count. He just hit a weak ground ball to the right side last time he was up. The 2-0 pitch, a bender that finds the zone. Don't think that's what Ferguson was sitting on 2-0, but Mason found the zone. The 2-1 pitch to Ferguson. Fastball, a little too high. Count now 3-1. and one. Mason only given two free passes, walked one and hit another. So at least pitchers have been throwing strikes in this game. A bender and a pop-up to a shallow center field. Going over for was Kovac, and he camps under it and gets the first out. But Ferguson got under that one, popped out to the second base, and we have the first out of the bottom of the third. Colin Richards struck out swinging last time on a nice curveball from Mason. Looking to redeem himself here. From the stra- from the windup, excuse me, Mason works. Fastball just a bit high. Second straight batter he's missed to start the at-bat with. Mason again from the windup. Fastball swung on and missed by Richards. One and one, the count, one out in the bottom of the third, 5-1 Marysville leads. Six hits aside, only one error for Yale. Fastball way inside, almost hit Richards, count now two and one. Not a lot of wind out there today. Pretty calm day here at Marysville High School as the 2-1 pitch, a curveball hit to the left side. Miracle picks it up. Fires across the diamond and gets him by a step. So now it's Mason looking for his first one, two, three inning. Nick Hong flew out to right field last time. So a little pop fly to right field. Coming in for it had to have been Hughes. As Mason from the stretch. 
Starts with the ball behind his back. Big leg kick, fastball just a bit outside. Looks like a two-seamer. Has a little bit of life on it late. But despite throwing first pitch balls to the first three batters, he got the first two out. And a comebacker goes over that glove of Mason, and that will be a base hit for Nick Hong. Made good contact with that one. And the inning continues. No one, two, three inning. The seventh hit of, of the morning for the Vikings. And Josh Cordero still looking for his first official at bat as he was plunked in the helmet on a 2-0 count last time. He stands into the right side of the batter's box. And fouling off the first pitch, Hong is taking off for second. Again, Mason balked twice. Once in the first, once in the second. I think Marysville might be trying to exploit that here. The 0-1 count to the nine-hole Cordero. Hong gets a decent lead off as Mason steps off back on the mound. Slide step, and I think they got him for another balk. He just stepped off the back of the rubber, stepped on, then immediately pitched. So that's the third straight, a third inning with a balk for Mason that will move Hong into scoring position. And is that going to be – no, he's going to have a conversation with the field umpire. Count is still 0-1 to Cordero. This is the Yale skipper. Has a few words with the field umpire. The infield gathered. Looks pretty cordial out there. And 5-1 Marysville leads here on this Saturday morning baseball game. Bottom of the third, seven hits for the Vikings, six hits for the Yale Bulldogs. Only one error. That was a throwing error in the first inning, which uh, brought a run across to score. As now, Yale Skipper will head back to the dugout. Count is 0-1, Cordero, after a lengthy pause, will now come back to the plate. And the hidden ball trick got, Cord got Hong. But was Mason on the mound? If Mason was on the mound, that would be another balk. I believe. So... Hong led off. They tagged him out, but I believe Mason was on or near the rubber, so it won't won't count. So the count now still 0-1. Hidden ball trick almost worked. The 0-1 count to Cordero. Slide step fastball a bit high. 
Coming set Mason. Stealing third, Hong, and Calhoun couldn't get a handle on it. That will be a stolen base for Nick Hong. As the pitch was called a strike, count now one and two. One-two count to the nine-hole hitter, Cordero. Slide step the delivery, swung on and missed in the dirt, and they're tagging him out with Calhoun. So Mason, despite a roller coaster-like inning, gets out of it with a strikeout. Going to the top of the fourth, you only had one hit, no run scored for the Vikings and no errors. After three, 5-1 Marys will lead. You're listening to Live High School Baseball and get StuckOnSports.com. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Back here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Due up for Yale, 5-6-7, Harden, Druya, and Kovac. As Larry Smayfield coming out for a fourth inning. Harden had a had a fielder's choice last time up. Got the force at home. Bases were loaded in the first inning. 5-1 the score. Marysville leading. As the DH comes to comes to the plate. Larry Smayfield ready to go, just waiting for the umpires to get into position. From the middle of the rubber, Smayfield. In the windup, the delivery fastball catches a lot of the plate swinging through. That was Harnden. Smayfield, after a, a rough first inning, has really settled in the last two and a third, two and two thirds innings. Mayfield again from the windup. Curveball bounces in. Count one and one here in the top of the fourth. 13 hits between both sides. Seven for Marysville, six for Yale. 5 1, the Vikings lead from the windup delivery. And early on, that one was Harden as he knocks it down the third baseline. One and two the count now to the designated hitter for Yale. From the windup, going to be a fastball, misses eye level. Two and two the count. See if Smayfield wants to try to use that bender here or comes with another fastball. 
from the middle of the rubber Smayfield. Fastball right down the middle. Got him looking. Fourth K of the game for Larry Smayfield. And think Harnden was sitting on the bender. Now up Druria. Back in the first inning. Hit a line drive right back to Smayfield. Hit it hard. But he was able to reach the glove up. Snag it. As he squares up to bunt. It'll be a called strike one as he pulled the bat back. Infield really not playing to bunt. They're pretty far back on the dirt as second pitch, same spot as the first one, catches the outside corner. Count now 0-2. The 0-2 pitch from Smayfield. Fastball. It is popped up in foul territory. Hustin over for it is Ferguson and Meyer, and neither of them can get to it in time. So Druya stays alive. Count stays at 0 and 2. One out, nobody on, 0 2 count to the Bulldog center fielder. The windup in the pitch from Smayfield. Good. Bender just misses outside. That's a good pitch on Owen, too. See if he can get Drewria fishing for it. Good discipline there from the five hole, excuse me, the six hole hitter. The one two pitch grounded to the left side, fielded by Veggie. Gets it about chest high, fires it, and it goes under the glove of Ferguson. Meyer backing up, going to try to get Drewria at second, and they got. No, they're saying he was under the tag. That was a good bullet from Zach Meyer hustling to back up first base. He really can't believe it. That will be an error on, on uh, I believe you uh, give that error to Vaggie. Ball was low. It would be a tough scoop for Ferguson. And wow, I thought Zach Meyer's throw to second got Druria. Instead, you'll have a runner on second with one out, up to bat, Kovac. He struck out swinging in his first at-bat. Leading off second, Juria. From the stretch, first pitch catches the knees. Count 0-1. It's Mayfield from the stretch. Doesn't... Now he checks Druria. High knee kick. Foul ball straight back to the backstop. Good fastball from Smayfield. He's ahead of another batter 0-2. Yale looking to score their first run since the first inning. Top of 4-5-1. Vikings lead the Bulldogs. The 0-2 pitch. Going to be a bender that bounces past Meyer. And jogging over to third will be Druya. He's now 90 feet away from home. Count is one and two to Kovac. Meyer going to take a second. No, Coach Caleb Dahlman now coming out. Smayfield might have reached his pitch count limit. As... The Viking infield converges. Five to one. 
They lead here in the top of the fourth. Again, we will have the second game of this doubleheader. I'm assuming they'll probably start it 15 minutes or so after the conclusion. And Smayfield going to stay on the mound for now. And over on stream one, Dennis will have a northern softball doubleheader. They'll take on Almont in a pair of games. Count is one and two to Kovac. At third base, Druya. He got on via an error. The one-two pits fouled straight back. Kovac battling. Smayfield looking to get his fifth K of the ball game. From the windup, it'll be a fastball swung on and missed. Half-hearted attempt from Kovac. That's his second strikeout, and that is the fifth strikeout so far for Smayfield. Now it'll be on McLaughlin. He jumped on a curveball from Smayfield last time up. Would love to get another base hit here. Smayfield working from the windup on the middle of the rubber. Big knee kick, fastball swung through by McLaughlin. Smayfield got some life to that heater. He gets ahead of McLaughlin, 0-1, working quickly. Second pitch, fastball low and outside. Count evens at 1-1. One and, one. and six hits for the Bulldogs. Not a lot to show for it. They're down 5-1 to one here in the top of the fourth. Smayfield, the 1-1 pitch, fastball fouled off by, no, hit to the right side. Under it is Miller, and he has to take a couple steps to his right, but he brings it in. That will be a pop-out to the second baseman. Uh, no hits, no runs, one error for the Vikings here in the top of the fourth. Headed to the bottom of the fourth, Marysville leads 5-1 to one here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Hi, this is Dennis Stuckey. I have to be honest, without Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering, there would be no StuckOnSports.com. I'm not very technical, and Andrew set up my webpage, my streaming platforms, all of the software for the games, the podcast. Well, basically, he set me up with everything a broadcaster needs. Andrew even knew the best places to get quality equipment at a fair price. Check out his site at Thompson-Engineering.com or call Andrew at 810-221-1667. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. TP Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Due up for Marysville in the bottom of the fourth. It's the top of the order. Meyer, Smayfield, and Veggie. Combined four for six is the Vikings lead five to one. Here on with some Saturday morning baseball. Looks like Mason coming out on the mound for a fourth inning. 
Meyer last time up, grounded out to the shortstop. Time before that, found a hole between short and third. Mason from the windup. First pitch is just a bit high. 1-0 the count to the catcher for Marysville. Working from the left side of the rubber, Mason, the 1-0 pitch. Bender slapped to the opposite field, and it will be a base hit for Zach Meyer as they almost had a chance to get him out at first, but a good piece of hitting there from Meyer. And that will be his second hit of the ball game. Up now, Smayfield. Eight hits now for the Vikings as we have another courtesy runner. I believe that again is Kyle Negan. Negan leads off a first. Mason going to have to work from the stretch. He comes set. Pick off over to first. Negan back in time. Mayfield struck out swinging in his last time up. First time up, hit a one right back up the middle. A nothing-nothing pitch. Fastball, fouled down the left field line. Coach Dolman couldn't quite get a handle on it. Count now 0-1. 0-1 the count to the pitcher for Marysville. Slide step, Nagin stealing second. Half-hearted swing from Smayfield. He checked it and the ball will not get there in time. Give that a stolen base to Kyle Nagin. Count is now one and one. Check swing from Smayfield on that last pitch. 5-1 Marysville leads here in the bottom of the fourth. Game one of a doubleheader as coming set is Mason. The 1-1 pitch, jam job to Smayfield. An easy pop out over to Wofford at short. And that will be the first out of the fourth inning. Owen Vagie was two for two today. A couple of singles for the shortstop. Two hits, always a good game. Love to get to three. As Vaggy on the right side, fouls the first pitch out of play. Nagin leading off second. So Mason's pitch count got to be getting up there. Coming set. And going to be a pickoff that goes over the second baseman's head. Nagin going to head over to third. Firing over to third is Julia. And Nagin in there safely. So a throwing error on Mason, the pitcher. That's the second error of the game for Yale. And Nagin now 90 feet away from scoring. Four runs scored in the first for Marysville. One scored in the second. The uh, offense has been quiet since then. Score's been at 5-1 to one for a couple innings now. The 0-1 pitch to Veggie. going to be a fastball that just misses outside. 
Evens the count at one and one. Coming set Mason. The 1-1 pitch. Curveball just battled away by Veggie. One and two the count now to the Viking shortstop. One down, one and two count to Owen Veggie. Working from the stretch, Mason. He comes set. Nagin leads off third. Slide step the pitch. That's eye level, ball two. Three and four hitters combined four for four, four singles between Owen Vagy and Maceo Miller. Tough part of the lineup right now for Mason to work through. The 2-2 pitch. It'll be a fastball, and that strike three called. Catches the low and outside corner. That's a big strikeout for Mason. And now it'll be on Maceo Miller. Vikings second baseman puts the bat over the right shoulder. Curveball catches the inside part of the zone. So working ahead is Mason. Miller, two singles to his name in this, in this uh, first game of a doubleheader. The 0-1 pitch fouled off, hit Miller in the box. So now Mason... Up 0-2 on the cleanup hitter for Marysville. Looking to strand Kyle Nagin at third base, the courtesy runner for Zach Meyer. The 0-2 pitch going to be a fastball outside. Good eye from Miller. Count one and two to Maceo Miller. Got some pop in that bat two for two so far today. The one-two pitch is going to be a breaking ball. Misses way outside. Count now even at two and two with two outs. Kyle Nagin standing at third base. Coming set, the pitcher Mason. Slide step, the two-two delivery, and fouled off Miller. That was a good pitch to hit, and I think Miller knew it. 2-2 fastball caught a lot of the plate. They'll do it all over again. Slightly bent over stance from Miller. Bat over the right shoulder, 2-2 pitch. Bender is a ground ball to the left side, picked up by Miracle, throwing him out at first. So tiptoeing through danger was Yale and Mason. But the 5-3 ground out keeps the score at 5-1. He had one hit, no runs, one error for Yale in the bottom of the fourth. Heading to the top of the fifth. 5-1 Marys will lead. You're listening to live high school baseball on GetStuckOnSports.com. Since 1923, Mama Vicky's has been Port Huron's original Coney Island with two convenient locations to serve you. Mama Vicky's Downtown is open Monday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mama Vicky's North End is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. And Fridays and Saturdays, they stay open till 8 p.m. With delicious Coney dogs for only a buck fifty-nine, you can make every day a Coney day. 
That's right, Coney's for just $1.59. Mama Vicky's, a port here on Original since 1923. Michael's, your dealer for the people. Dennis, what are you doing? I'm trying to do a commercial for Michael's Car Center, but there's so much they do. Like what? Well, they do sales, service, and rentals. They have a body shop. They buy used vehicles. They'll beat or match any deal. Plus, there's guaranteed credit approval. Wow, I knew Michael's Car Center has been the area's hometown dealer for 35 years, but with all that, Michael's really is your dealer for the people. Michael's Car Center, 4371 24th Avenue, Fort Gratiot, open 8 to 6 weekdays, 9 to 3 on Saturdays. Michael's your dealer for the people. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Going into the top of the fifth, Larry Smayfield's day is done. He ends with four solid innings of work, only giving up one earned run, striking out five. Didn't allow a free pass all day long. So through the first couple of games, Marysville pitcher's been pounding the zone. Now at the mound, the Southpaw Porter Kays. As he works, gets some warm-up pitches. Due up for Yale, 9-1-2, Barr, Wofford, and Hughes. See if they can get some offense going here with the, uh, the new arm on the mound. Again, all righties in this Yale lineup. Last time, Barr grounded in, grounded into an inning-ending double play, 1-6-3. As Kays works from the middle of the rubber. Gets the sign from the catcher, Zach Meyer. And into a slow windup, high knee kick. Bunt from Barr goes back to the backstop. Count 0-1. Looking to manufacture some offense any way possible. Marysville leading it again. 5-1 to one here in the top of the fifth. Nobody scored since the second inning. one pitch from Kays. It's going to be a good bender. Swung on and missed. That fooled Barr. Count is now 0-2. It's been six batters since the Bulldogs have had a hit. The 0-2 pitch to Barr, going to be a fastball outside, went through the left-handed batter's box. Not a bad waste pitch on 0-2. See what he uses that to set up. The 1-2 pitch going to be a fastball in that same spot outside, gets past the glove of Meyer, count now evened up at 2-2. Two and two. Five runs on eight hits for Marysville. One error for the Vikings. One run on six hits and two errors for the Yale Bulldogs. 2-2 count. Nobody on, nobody out in the top of the fifth. Kays from the windup. The curveball gets fouled off, and I think that hit Meyer. That caught him somewhere. He's going to walk it off. Coach Dahlman coming out to check on his catcher. As Meyer seems to be okay. Count still two and two. Kays in the middle of the rubber. 
The windup, the 2-2 delivery. Curveball hit to the left side. That's Herdebeast. Picks it up waist high, fires it over. Getting it is Ferguson. And I don't know if he was on the base or tagged him out. Either way, that's going to be a 5-3 put out. And Kays gets his first man with a ground out. Coming back up, Wofford. He's one for two on the day. His first at bat. He just hit a little slow roller to the left side and used his wheels to get down to first base. Second time, Smayfield struck him out swinging. Kyle Wofford from the right-handed batter's box looks at the delivery from Kays, and he catches the outside corner with a heater. Wofford with a what appears to be a wood bat taking the 0-1 pitch another bender into the zone count is 0-2 the 0-2 pitch to Wofford fastball just misses outside that's a good spot for an 0-2 pitch it's a tough take for Wofford. So count still in favor of the pitcher K's at one and two. The wind up, the delivery, and he just kind of slaps at it and underneath of that Miller for a pop out to the right side. So looking for a one, two, three inning is Porter K's. Hughes will have something to say about that. He had a single in the first and then flew out to center field in the third. Crowding the plate from the right side. Kays in the in the windup. Bender hit down the left field line, but that's tailing well foul. Hughes was in front of that one. Kays doing a good job getting ahead of the batter so far today. The 0-1 pitch can be... Looked like maybe a changeup that dropped in there. Fouled off down the right field line and out of play. Another 0-2 count for Porter Kays. Doesn't throw as hard as Mayfield. Maybe that's throwing off some of the Bulldogs. The 0-2 pitch, fastball goes through the left-handed batter's box. Count now 1-2. Nobody on. Two outs. 1-2 to Hughes, the right fielder for Yale. The wind up, the one-two pitch. Bender just outside. Count now evens up at two and two. Two-two pitch with two outs. Bender hit down the left field line and goes in front of the Viking dugout. So foul ball keeps the count where it is, two and two. Five-one Marysville leads here in the top of the fifth. Kays, the two-two pitch. It's going to be a changeup that catches the outside corner. That's strike three. He got him looking. That'll be his first strikeout of the day. And going to the bottom of the fifth. No runs, no hits, no errors in the top of the fifth. 
Vikings lead 5-1. to one. You're listening to Live High School Baseball. Get stuck on sports.com. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Bottom of the fifth here at Marysville High School. Vikings still leading 5-1. to one. Due up for Marysville. Got 5-6-7, Herdebees, Ferguson, and Richards. Herdebees. 0 for 1 on the day with a walk. Still on the mound is Mason going into his fifth inning of work. He's got to be getting up there. Pitch limit 105 in high school. From the windup, Mason throws a fastball. Hit back to center field. Going back for it is Julia. Camps under it and gets one pitch, one out. Not a bad swing from her to be. She just didn't get all of it. Now up for the Vikings, first baseman Ryan Ferguson. 0 for 2 on the day, but has an RBI to his name. Working from the windup, Mason. And throw a curveball there that just misses high. Count 1 and 0 to Ferguson. Mason. From the left side of the rubber, fastball, hit to the left side to Miracle. Miracle picks it up, throws it across the diamond, and it gets past McLaughlin. And going over to second will be Ferguson, firing over there, not in time. So another error on Yale. Ferguson gets on via the E5. And now the Vikings have a man in scoring position. That's the third error of the day on Yale. He coupled that with the box. That's... A lot of free bases the Bulldogs have given up. They're down 5-1 to one here to Marysville at Marysville High School. Coming up to bat now, for, instead of Colin Richards, got Kyle Nagin. First at bat for Nagin. He looks at a fastball low. Nagin batting from the right side. Got a 1-0 count. Ferguson leads off second. Slide step the pitch. Fouled away by Nagin to the right side. Stays in play. Uh, 
Five runs on eight hits and one error for the Vikings. One run on six hits, three errors, and also three balks for the Yale Bulldogs. Ferguson, or excuse me, that is Mason comes set. Throws a change up low. And now the count two and one. Nagan displaying some good patience here at the plate. Cocks the bat over the right shoulder. Mason slide step and down the right field line picked up by McLaughlin. He'll step on first to get Nagan out. Moving over to third base is Ferguson. Coming up now for the Vikings, Nick Hong. One for two on the day, and I believe this will be the end of the line for Mason as the Yale skipper comes out to the mound. At least they're talking, doesn't... And, yep, here comes the new pitcher for Yale. So his day will end after four and two-thirds innings. He only had one strikeout, only walked one and hit one. Gave up five runs. Not all of them earned. Coming out for Yale now. Looks like that is Harnden, who was the DH. He's going to be throwing from the right side. And Dennis Stuckey, starting at, I believe, noon, has a softball doubleheader. Northern takes on Almont at Almont for a pair of games. After this game, we will have the second in a doubleheader. Marysville, 1-0 on the year after a win over Marine City last night. Looking to improve to 2-0 and and eventually 3-0 with the two games today. Harnden getting some warm-up pitches on the mound. He will inherit one base runner on third. That is Ferguson. Hong will be pitching, excuse me, will be hitting uh, with two outs looking to drive in the first run since the second inning for the Vikings. Marysville leads 5-1 to one over the Yale Bulldogs and really haven't out hit them. Yale loaded the bases in the first inning, just couldn't score. They had an inning-ending double play in both the first and second inning. As Harnden, who was the DH, now coming out to the mound. Just got to have one or two more practice throws here before we can continue the bottom of the fifth. And like I said, don't go anywhere after the conclusion of this game. We'll end the stream and then restart, uh, I'm assuming, about 15 minutes after the conclusion of this one. We'll start game two. Yale's infield returns to their positions. Hong coming up to the, bo to the batter's box. And we are getting ready to continue some Saturday morning baseball. Again, two outs. Ryan Ferguson on third base for the Vikings. Nick Hong, one for two on the day. 
coming back to the plate. Harnden, leg kick from the stretch, going to throw a change up low. Count now 1-0 to the Viking right fielder, Nick Hong. Coming set, Harnden. Leg kick from the stretch, curveball low. 2-0 and now to Hong. Batting out of the 8-hole, Cordero would be next. Should Hong get aboard? Harnden comes set. The delivery swung on and fouled away by Hong. It's going to take a base hit to score Ferguson from third. I will say for early season baseball, not seeing a lot of walks, knock on wood, but... Only, I believe, one so far today as the 2-1 pitch misses high, 3-1. Didn't see many in the Marine City Marysville game last night. So pitchers are throwing strikes. Batters are being aggressive up there. As Harnden, this first batter, Hong, looking to hold off his first walk. Ground ball to the left side. Miracle at third. Picks it up, throws it over to first. McLaughlin has to reach up and catch it. And getting out of the inning after just one batter is Harnden, and Hong grounds out to the third baseman. We had one, uh, no runs on no hits and an error for the Bulldogs. Headed to the top of the sixth. Marysville leads 5-1. to one. We'll be back in just a minute here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Derek Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Going into the top of the sixth, three, four, five, heart of the order, dude up for Yale. Porter Kay's still on the mound in his second inning of work. Paul Hewn has a pair of hits for the Bulldogs. Only uh, multi-hit player for Yale so far. Miracle has a single and a strikeout. And Harnden 0 for 2 on the game. Batting from the right side, Calhoun the catcher. Kays works from the middle of the rubber from the windup. Slower wind up. The delivery is going to be a fastball low and inside. 
Kays back on the rubber. Wind up delivery and swung on and missed. Count is one and one. And Yale loaded the bases in the first, haven't really threatened since. The 1-1 pitch, a breaking ball outside. Count two and one to the Yale catcher. Kays from the windup. Gonna be a breaking ball, a good bite to that. Calhoun swung and missed. Count evens at two aside. Kays, the 2-2 pitch. High leg kick, the pitch, and a jam job there. Following it to the right side was Calhoun. And top of the sixth, 5-1. The score stayed here since the second inning. Kays, 2-2 pitch again. And fly ball to left field, not deep. Coming under it is Nagan, and he'll bring it in for the first out of the inning. Now up to bat Miracle, the third baseman. He has a base hit and a strikeout on his line. As he bats from the right side, wobbles the bat over his right shoulder. The first pitch swung on and fouled away. Good breaking ball from Kays. The 0-1 pitch to the cleanup hitter for Yale. It'll be a changeup that misses low. From the middle of the rubber, Kays with the 1-1. Going to be a breaking ball, misses badly. Think he lost the grip on that one. Count now 2-1. Miracle probably had the farthest hit ball of the day when he put a charge in the one to right center field. The 2-1 pitch going to be fastball low and inside. Put a charge into one, but the, the runners had to hold as Cordero almost tracked it down, hit off the tip of his glove. Only got a single for his efforts. The 3-1 pitch is grounded to the left side. Well foul. Full count now for K's. Looking to improve off his stellar inning last time. He had a 1-2-3 inning. Four up, four down. The 3-2 pitch is going to be strike three on the inside corner. Good fastball from Porter Kays. That's his second strikeout, both looking. Also, second strikeout of the day for Miracle. That brings up uh, now the pitcher, Harnden. That was a good 3-2 pitch from Porter Kays. Kays, the windup, and ground ball right back to the pitcher. Kays fields it, turns, flips it over to first, gets him by a few steps, and six up, six down for Porter Kays. As we move to the bottom of the fifth, no runs on no hits and no errors for the Bulldogs. 5-1 Marys with leads. We're heading to the bottom six here on GetStuckOnSports.com. 
Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Michaels, your dealer for the people. Dennis, what are you doing? I'm trying to do a commercial for Michaels Car Center, but there's so much they do. Like what? Well, they do sales, service, and rentals. They have a body shop. They buy used vehicles. They'll beat or match any deal. Plus, there's guaranteed credit approval. Wow, I knew Michaels Car Center has been the area's hometown dealer for 35 years, but with all that, Michaels really is your dealer for the people. Michaels Car Center, 4371 24th Avenue, Fort Open 8 to 6 weekdays, 9 to 3 on Saturdays. Michaels, your dealer for the people. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton on on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Bottom of the sixth here at Marysville High School, 5 to 1. The Vikings lead. Cordero, Meyer, and Smayfield do up for Marysville. On the mound still, Harnden for Yale. Scoring has came early, but has not come often. S- still five to one. Same score as we had going into the top of the third. Vikings going to look for a little insurance going into the top of the seventh. As again, stay with us after the conclusion of this game. We will go away for just a minute, and we will have the second game of the doubleheader here on GetStuckOnSports.com right after. Again, about. I'm assuming 10 to 15 minutes after this first game ends. Nine one two due up for Marysville. Cordero 0 for 1 with a run scored. He was hit by a pitch and stole a base back in the second. He was actually the last run to score. Struck out swinging to end the fourth inning. First pitch from Harden, laying down the butt Cordero. A little too hard right back to the pitcher. He'll turn fire, and McLaughlin can't hold on to it. That will be another error for the Bulldogs. As a good throw gets Cordero there. Gets a runner on early. Zach Meyer will come back to the plate. He's two for three on the day. Catcher, rests the bat on his right shoulder, now cocks it over it. The first pitch, a curveball that can't drop into the zone. Cordero, speedy little guy over there at first. Takes a few steps, shuffles a little farther off. Harden checks the man at first, looks over his shoulder once more, now he comes set. Pick off over to first, plenty of time to get back was Cordero. Fourth time through the order for the Vikings now. Meyer. Rocks back in his stance. Another pickoff attempt to Cordero. They want to limit that run game. Still haven't thrown a pitch to Meyer yet. 
Coming set. Harnden leaping up for it was Colhoun. Ball one. One and all the count to the Marysville catcher Meyer. Leading off a of first, Cordero. Harnden, little leg kick and fouled off to the right side by Meyer. Count now one and one. Excuse me, count two and one. Count in favor of Meyer. Coming set, Harnden. He checks Cordero at first. Going to throw a curveball. Cordero going over to second. Good throw. Did they get him? Yes. Good fire from Colhoun. Got Cordero stealing. That will be the first out now. Bases empty for Meyer. That last pitch was a ball. Count now three and one. Good hitters count for Meyer. 3-1 pitch. It'll be a curveball for a strike. Barely caught the inside corner. Full count now. Meyer two for three on the day. Looking to add a third hit to his resume. The full count pitch from Harden. Going to be a curveball. Misses up high. That will be a Harden's first walk. Only the second of the day for the Bulldogs. And going to have another courtesy runner. This time going over to first is Austin Fraley Wright. Meyer, the catcher, going to go back, get his gear on. One out, bottom of the sixth, 5-1 to one Marysville leads. Larry Smayfield, one for three on the day with a single. Had a single in his first at-bat, back up the middle, struck out in his second, and popped out to the shortstop in his third. First pitch to Smayfield, a good curveball. Smayfield indecisive, pickoff play back to first base, can't get Fraley right. Owen one to Larry Smayfield. Smayfield with the bat over his right shoulder. Coming set to Harden. From the stretch, right back up the middle. Hits off the hand of Harnden. Bounces to the second baseman, Kovac. And they get Fraley right at second. So that will be a fielder's choice. Two out now. Smayfield at first. Coming back to the plate, Owen Vaggy. Two for three on the day. Couple of singles. Still have not had an extra base hit despite having a combined 14 hits in this one. Harnden comes set on the left side of the rubber. Fastball in there for strike one. Smayfield leads off of first. Harnden checks over his left shoulder. Coming set now. He's going to pick over to first. Up, standing up is Smayfield. Owen Veggie, the 0-1 count to the three-hole hitter for Marysville. Another pickoff attempt, no throw. Count still 
Curveball high. It's Mayfield's steal attempt. Another good throw by Colhoun. And the second Viking to get caught stealing in this one. And that will end the sixth inning. You had no runs on a hit and no and one error for the Vikings. Going to the top of the seventh. Marysville holding on to a 5-1 lead. We'll be back in a moment on GetStuckOnSports.com. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly Tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marys Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Marysville Vikings looking to take game one of this doubleheader. They lead 5-1. to one. Going into the top of the seventh, still pitching for Marysville, Porter Kays. He's uh, retired the first six batters he's faced. Due up for Yale, Drewia, Kovac, and McLaughlin. Despite having six batters come to the plate in the first inning, it has been rough going for the Yale Bats since the first inning. They only have two hits and three base runners in that time. Kays. The first pitch at the top of the seventh will be a ball outside. As he works, looking from just about the middle of the rubber. K's from the windup. Going to be a fastball. Bounces in. Good scoop by Meyer. Count now 2-0. and oh. The 2-0 pitch from K's. Delivery, and it's grounded to left side. Picking it up, Hurtabies. He's going to have to fire over quickly, and a good stretch from Ferguson gets Drewia. So seven up, seven down. Excuse me, over at first now, Cole Bowman. So that's a good stretch from Bowman, the junior. One down as we now have a pinch hitter in for Yale as Kays from the windup. Swing and a miss with a good bender. Now hitting now hitting for Yale. That is number three. Citrowski. Kays, the lefty on lefty matchup. Fastball just a bit low. The 1-1 pitch to the lefty Satrowski. Swung on and missed. Fanning attempt there. Count now 1-2. and two. Yeah. 
And Vikings looking to take game one of this doubleheader. They lead 5-1. to one. They're two outs away from doing so. The 1-2 pitch fastball in there. Strike three. Got him looking. That's eight up and eight down for Porter Kays. And the last gasp for Yale in game one will be McLaughlin, their first baseman. He's one for two. And no, he's going to turn around and head back to the dugout. So another substitution as he had to he was ready to get in the box and he turns around when the when his coach told him we're gonna sub you out waiting to see who emerges from the bulldog dugout and I believe that is number 26 Connor Jakubiak He is the last chance for Yale. The first pitch to Kubiak is a fastball missing high and outside. As Kubiak from the right-handed batter's box. The 1-0 pitch from Kays is in there. A good changeup for strike one. Got him swinging and missing. A 1-1 pitch from Kays. Your fastball in there for strike two. Oh, another swing and a miss from Jakubiak. Marysville strike away from taking game one of this doubleheader. Kays from the windup. The 1-2 pitch. It'll be a bender just high. That's a tough take on one and two. But Jakubiak didn't move. Count even at two and two. 2-2 pitch from Kays. Fastball low and outside. Count swells to full now. Kays retired the first eight batters he's seen. Looking to go a perfect nine for nine. The full count pitch. Fastball fouled off to the right side and out of play. Into the parking lot. Count will stay at three and two. Kubiak just looking to get on base any way he can. 3-2 pitch is outside, and that will be the first walk the Vikings surrender. As now it lays on bar. Bar 0 for 2, hitting to a double play back in the second. Marysville still leads 5-1 to one from the stretch for the first time today. And Kay's pickoff move to first goes over the head of Bowman. Going to second is Jakubiak. He's going to round it going three, and he will be standing up at third. So an error on Kay's sends Connor Jakubiak all the way over to third as he airmailed that pickoff attempt. And Coach Caleb Dahlman going to head out to the mound. Two outs in the top of the seventh. Five to one Marysville leads. Brings his infield in. Telling him there's no need to throw it around. Yep, five to one. Don't want to give him any momentum. And we will have game two right after this one. 
As Dahlman heads back to the dugout, Marysville infield returns to their positions, and Kays looking to get the final out of this one. Meyer back behind the dish, up to bat, and the nine-hole hitter bar for Yale. The first pitch to bar. Going to be a curveball way outside. Been 13 batters since Yale's last gotten a hit. The 1-0 pitch bounces in the dirt, 2-0. Kays, the 2-0 pitch, high knee drive, fastball in there as Barr turned away from it. Count now 2-1. and one. Jakubiak broke a 10-batter streak of retiring in a row as the 2-1 pitch in there for strike two. Count now 2-2. Two and two. Kubiak on third. Two balls, two strikes, two outs, top the seven, five, one, Marysville leads. From the stretch, Kays, and hit to the right side by Barr. Under it is Cordero. He'll camp under it and get the final out. And Marysville takes game one, five to one. We'll be back here in a minute on the Get Stuck on Sports postgame show. For full-service residential and commercial network installation and management, you need Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering. Thompson Engineering will install and maintain long and short-range point-to-point links, install security cameras, access controls, and provide audio-video engineering. Visit online at thompson-engineering.com or call them at 810-221-1667. That's 810-221-1667. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. Since 1923, Mama Vicky's has been Port Huron's original Coney Island with two convenient locations to serve you. Mama Vicky's Downtown is open Monday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mama Vicky's North End is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. And Fridays and Saturdays, they stay open till 8 p.m. With delicious Coney dogs for only a buck 59, you can make every day a Coney day. That's right, Coney's for just $1.59. Mama Vicky's, a Port Huron original since 1923. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. TB Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. 
Let's get back to the game with Brady Beaton on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Marysville takes game one of the doubleheader, 5-1. to one, Eight hits for the Vikings, only two errors for them. It was one run for Yale on six hits and four errors for the Bulldogs. In just a little bit, we'll be back with game two here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Thank you for joining me again. Marysville takes game one, 5-1. to one. Good pitching performances from Larry Smayfield and Porter Kays. Vikings fan seven, only walked one. So in just a bit, we'll be back with game two here on GetStuckOnSports.com. You've been listening to High School Baseball on the Blue Water Area's leader in live play-by-play of high school sports. GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. For future game broadcasts, please check out our schedule page at GetStuckOnSports.com.